We've arrived at a brand new season of play in the National Hockey League. The Tampa Bay Lightning set to take to the ice in what appears to be a very promising year. No one follows them more closely or has the honor of describing all the action more intimately than the voice of the Bolts, Dave Mishkin, the one and only, my dear friend, and he is with us now. And David, it's good to see you. What are you feeling now as this season begins for the Tampa Bay Lightning? Well, Paul, I think there's reason for optimism because if you were to map out the way the organization has gone about its business over the last several years, really from the time that Mr. Vinnick bought the team and Steve Eisenman became GM, they put a plan in place. It was a long-term plan. They had success that first year in that 10-11 season, which maybe was a little unexpected. I don't think that they would trade that in. They were glad that that team did as well as it did. But it was maybe a little bit surprising because they knew that in order to have long-term success, they were going to have to draft and develop. And it's not an easy fix. It's not a quick fix. The, the cupboard was, in terms of depth, was very bare when they took over. They had the Stamkoses and the Headmans. They had the, the high-profile players. No infrastructure. Yeah, and I think that that had been plaguing the Lightning for, for years before they kind of took ownership of the team, Mr. Vinnick taking ownership and, and Steve Eisenman becoming GM. Um, but what we've seen over the last couple of years, you know, their minor league team goes on a tremendous roll and wins the Calder Cup in 2012. The next year, a lot of those same players are in Syracuse. Uh, they finish with the best record in the league. And then we start to see them matriculate to the Lightning. And a lot of those players who had their fingerprints all over the championships in the minor leagues um, or the championship in the minor league and then a tremendous season the next year where they got to the finals and lost came to the Lightning. Well, how are they going to do? Well. <laughs> You know, two of the rookies made the, the Calder final three in Tyler Johnson and Andre Pilat, but certainly the Lightning's success last year, finishing with 101 points, making the playoffs, a lot of that had to do with the play of a lot of those players that have been drafted and developed. So the idea is now that you've got the pipeline flowing. The water is no longer hitting barriers. <laughs> the water is flowing through. So. What we'd like to believe is that you know, the younger players are gonna to continue to get better. You're gonna have more good young players coming up, pushing them. Um, and to the extent that you know, as players age and their salary demands start to become a little bit prohibitive, you know, they can leave without crippling the organization because you have good young talent coming up behind them. So coming full circle, what do I think about this year? I think there's reason for optimism because the young players who contributed last year, you figure, would only get better. Um, you know, Ben Bishop had a terrific year last year. There's no reason to believe that he won't be able to play at the same caliber uh, that he played last year. We're going to get Steven Stamkos knock on wood for a full season this year. Uh, you know, not derailed for half the season due to an injury and then coming back, clearly not he was good, but even in his own words, he said he wasn't 100%. Um, so I think that things on paper look really good heading into this year, but paper doesn't get you any points in the NHL, and that's the problem. Uh, you know, you got to go out and do it night in, night out on the ice. And I think if you're a student of history, if we look at two different lightning seasons, we see two different paths following good seasons. In 2002-2003, that team maybe was somewhat similar to the team last year in that it hadn't made the playoffs for a while, 
they had a great season, they made the playoffs, they won a round, they lost in the second round. How are they going to come back the next year? The next year they came back, they had a great start, they had a terrific second half, they won the Stanley Cup. So you can see that it's possible for a team to build on what they did the year before. But going back a couple of years ago, the 10-11 team made it to the Eastern Conference Finals and were not able to follow that up the next year. There were other circumstances in play. Some players left. Dwayne Rolison wasn't able to, to play at the level he had played the year before. But that team missed the playoffs. So you got to wait <laughs> for the games to count and to start until we get an idea where things are going in terms of the direction. But, uh, you know, personally, I'm looking forward to it. We've talked about goaltending. You mentioned Bishop, who was the Vesna finalist. John Cooper was the coach. He was a Jack Adams Award finalist. Uh, the two young kids in Pilat and Johnson were both Calder finalists, right? Had Stamco's season continued without interruption, probably would have been right there at the end to win another Richard Award and been a goal scoring. The healthy, he's going to put the puck in the net. What about on the back end now? That was addressed, wasn't it? Was it addressed to your satisfaction with the addition of Strawman, Anton Strawman with Jason Garrison coming in from the Great Northwest? What do you see going on in the rear guard? Well, the Lightning made a vast improvement in terms of their defense last year based on where they were the two, pre the two previous years, really. I mean, the Lightning were in the top 10 in offense in the two years they missed the playoffs, 11-12 and then the, the short season of 12-13. They couldn't keep the puck out of their own net, though. They were dreadfully bad in, in team goals against those two years. So last year was an improvement because they, they got to about the middle of the pack. But I think that the organization recognizes that if they are going to make some noise deep in the playoffs and really follow up on what they did last year, they need that number to get better. And I think that, look, they didn't need a huge overhaul, Paul, from what we saw last year, but I think that the organization rightly targeted certain areas that they felt they could tweak and, and get better. You've only got and so much money now. You've only got so much money, but as we talked about, you know, the emergence of some of the younger players allowed them, and they re-signed Ryan Callahan, which was, you know, by their standards, you know, kind of a high money deal, but they were able to get out from under Teddy Purcell's contract. They were able to move other players, Nate Thompson, B.J. Crombie, Ryan Malone was bought out, so they freed up some money in that regard. But he seemed to fit right away and made a tremendous first impression. And that was a great move to re-sign Ryan Callahan. But my point is that with the money they did free up, it allowed them to add guys like Jason Garrison and Anton Strallman. And really what you're trading in, you know, Sammy Salah was 39 last year. He's a very solid player, but, you know, you're, you're getting 10 years younger. And really, you're getting two defensemen who are kind of entering the wheelhouse of their career. You know, the old coach for the Lightning, John Tortorella, not that he's old, former coach John Tortorella, you remember he always used to say that, you know, goaltender's the most important position, or is the most important position on the ice, but defense is the hardest position. And he always said that it takes about 300 NHL games for a defenseman to kind of reach a point where the game slows down for him so that you know what you've got. Is that quarterback at bats you know, where the game slows down to quarterback? Yeah, it's reps. It's, it's knowing what a situation is intuitively so you don't have to think about it. Um, so it's one of those bell curves, you know. Sure. When you start out in your first hundred games, you're learning the game. Athletically, you're capable. But in terms of reading and reacting, you're not quite there. At the back end, 
you have the experience, so you know what to do. Physically, though, it becomes harder to actually do those things. So, you know, to me, a defenseman in his prime is that defenseman who's between 300 and 400 games, late 20s, Strawman and Garrison both fit that mold. Where's Hedman right now? Well, Hedman is, is an elite player in the league, but last year was his best year, and last year was the year that he eclipsed 300 games. Right, so he's right in that matrix, right in the Right, and, you know, in the case of Strawman and Garrison, they didn't enter the NHL at 18 like Victor did. So, I mean, he's had an opportunity to gain games of experience at a younger age. But, you know, Garrison's 29, Strawman's 27, I believe. Um, you know, they both eclipsed 300 games of experience. Uh, they've both been signed for a long-term deal. Strawman was signed to a long-term deal, and Garrison had a long-term deal, which the Lightning acquired when they traded for him. Um, so they're going to be playing, you would figure, the best hockey in their careers based on their experience and their age in these next several seasons with the Lightning. So that will help in terms of what they want to do on defense. The coaching staff has also talked about making some tweaks to the system um, to maybe shore things up defensively. This and is their tactics on the part of uh, Cooper and Rick Bonus and uh, Stevie Thomas and the like. Right? They watched what happened last year. They saw, I mean, let's face it, they weren't as good as they needed to be defensively in the playoffs. And part of that, I think, might have been the stage. Um, but I think that they recognized there were some things they could do system-wise uh, that would help. And, you know, Rick Bonus, I interviewed him this morning, Paul, for our broadcast on radio uh, tonight as we speak before the first preseason game. And he said, you know, he feels a lot farther along, him personally, than last year, because last year he was learning players. You know, now, for a lot of these guys, the ones that he coached last year, you know, he knows their strengths, he knows their weaknesses, and he can adjust certain situations so that they are not exposed as much say maybe as they were last year that maybe is overstating it a little bit but you know it would be like putting a a round peg in a round hole like they can create a system that will work for the the roster that they have because they know their players uh maybe a little bit better certainly in the case of rick bonus who was new to the organization last year than he might have uh, a year ago and we don't want to uh, overlook george wasdecky french john who are both on the coaching staff as well france with the uh, net miners in a short time we have here because you do have a game to call. So when the legions of Tampa Bay go marching north, what teams concern you the most? We know our club well. Just briefly, who in the east and in this southeast division, or pardon me now, no longer the southeast, but uh, along the eastern seaboard now concern you the most as you're marching what again is a rugged division we faced last year with Boston and Montreal and the grind of statement. Well, I think that if the Lightning are going to have success, regardless of the opponent, they're going to have to win close games. They have to find a way to cobble points, keep games close, get them to overtime. If you can win them in regulation, great, and that's the plan. But yeah, you know those overtime points add up, and you got to have success in shootouts. Uh, I mean, this is this is kind of minutia stuff in a way, or maybe it's the opposite of minutia. Maybe it's broad strokes that I'm. I'm painting here, but generally speaking, whenever points are on the table, you have to try and put them in your back pocket. And I thought the Lightning were very effective at doing that last year. Even in games where they didn't play as well as maybe they could have, they found a way, you know, whether Bishop kept the game close or they got a key goal at a key time, forced overtime, maybe they, they win that game in overtime or in a shootout. But to answer your question specifically, um, to me in the division and in the East, Boston is still the team to beat. Um, 
I don't know if people feel because of the way they lost in the playoffs last year, A, and B, the fact that Jerome McGinley is not on the team anymore, and C, Zidane Ochara is getting older, he's 37. I don't know if there's a sentiment that the Bruins are ripe for the picking. I don't buy it. <laughs> Be very careful with what you say publicly about that. They are well, and, and again, you know, I'm not sure if that's what people might be thinking. You know, Montreal has taken two big steps forward the last couple of years, and they were been a team of a greater challenge for Tampa Bay through the years than Boston. I mean, one of the most formidable foes. Yeah, and especially in the last couple of years, yeah. uh, you know, the Lightning have had major, major problems yeah. playing the Bruins, but a lot of teams have because, to me, they are just a machine. They play their system, and like we talked about muscle memory, you know, the core of that group relies on muscle memory. Like, Claude Julian has done a great job. There's no question, but, you know, you get the feeling that sometimes he can just open the bench doors and those guys go out and they do exactly what he wants them to do, which is good coaching, great coaching, but it's also a testament to how well the players have played that system and how long they've done it. And look, they've had some new faces, but I think that just as the Lightning have understood that you need to have good young players coming up the pipeline, you know, the Bruins have gotten into some cap trouble, which is inevitable if you win, and you win for an extended period of time. You're going to have to pay some players, which means that you're going to get squeezed in terms of your cap. But they've got some good young players in that organization. You know, Riley Smith, they got in the Sagan deal. He's, he's terrific. He's an outstanding young player. He moved up to their second line last year. He basically willed himself onto the second line because he was so good um, throughout the season. They have a, a stable of terrific young defensemen, Tory Krug, Dougie Hamilton. I mean, these guys weren't in the picture when they won the Stanley Cup in 2011. So they have their core, which is still a relatively young core, and they have good young players that are coming up uh, that, are, that are just meshing right in. So to me, Boston is still the team to beat not only in our division, but also in the entire East. You know, I hope that, uh, here it is September, I'm hoping that we are seated here in June, having a, a retrospective conversation, perhaps previewing a playoff series to go to the finals against a Boston, as we did, uh, what was that, four years ago? They'd have a great season. Are you ready to go get the throat ready to go? It's been a good summer. Well, it's preseason for me, so. <laughs> You know what? It's it's like training for a marathon. You got to you got to you got to get back in the swing of things and push your mileage up. We were just talking about that. It's not always easy, but I tell you, I always say this: we've done every single preseason game as long as I've been here, and it predates me, with the exception of a couple of games that the team played over in Europe that year that they preseason in the Europe uh, preseason preseason in Europe the regular season games we did. But I've always believed that. If you can get through a couple of preseason games where you've got <laughs> a lot of very unfamiliar names and numbers on the other team, you're ready for the regular season. There's no better prep. <laughs> there is no better prep for the regular season than calling a handful of preseason games. They only brought 63 players to camp. <laughs> Thank you, David. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. You have a great season as well. Dave Mishkin, the radio voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning.